You are listening to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode 399, Star Trek, Turn, Turn, Turn. Welcome to episode 399 of Legion of Substitute Podcasters. I am Paul French, and today I am out of routine, kid. Oh, sweet. Oh, yeah. We've been uh, we've been all over the place this weekend, and uh, uh, Jan had a big run that she was doing this morning, and mm-hmm. um, and just, uh, yeah, we kind of switched everything around this weekend, and, um, and as you heard just a few minutes ago, was paying for that because Ella came down deciding she was going to cameo on the episode. Well, as she should. Well, but but I know that once we started recording, she wouldn't say a word. So. Well, of course, of course. <laughs> they would all be note passing. Daddy, I need water. Exactly, Daddy. exactly. And really, we're, if we're doing a podcast. She should be going to get me a drink. True. Um, anyway, so um, we're going to kind of get right down to it, aren't we? We are. We're going to bust on into the episode because there's not a lot of news no. except for Rebirth stuff. And you know what? Gather that we can, up. We, we're going to save Rebirth after, you know, a few weeks. Let's let's get let's let them get into it. Yeah, let's let some stuff come out. I've read a few of the books that have come out already. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like as with anything, some, you know, it's, you, you can't judge anything from from one issue like that, especially when some of them aren't even by the creative teams that are going to be handling the actual books. Very true. So, um, anyway, but uh, Superman, Batman, uh, and Green Lanterns and Green Arrow have come out. And, oh, cool. Uh, and, yeah, we'll get into more of that later. Yeah, let's let's save that for them to let's see what they, they do with it. Because first. what we've got now to deal with is the um, sort of the break into uh, a couple of big stories um you know this this kind of leads into the conclusion of two of them and uh so it, it's a fairly important issue um also important and and something we didn't know last week that was that that last week's issue uh, number 48 was was greg laroque's last issue on the series ah uh, see mm-hmm. and it was and, it was so subtle when he left it, it, yeah, even if there was a uh, an announcement in the book, I didn't really notice it for a while until fifty one hit. Right, uh, and I know it's fifty, but you always expect you know guest artists for anniversary issues. Sure. But when fifty one happened, I was like, oh, he's no longer on the book. Yeah. Oh, Giffen staying. <laughs> yeah. Shocker. And, and um, yeah, so so you know he uh, so he left the the book to and and as we know he moved on to uh, to draw Flash for several years. Mm-hmm. Um, after this, and um, yeah, so what we've got over here is um, we actually get one of our um, past. Speaking of, you know, speaking of uh, Giffen following an artist, this is not the first time that uh, Giffen followed Broderick on the book. As mm-hmm. we remember, right, right before the um, Great Darkness Saga. Um, oh yeah. When I, believe, I came but, onto the book, yeah, yeah. So two eighty six was where where Broderick started his run and only ran for a few issues, um, you know, because th- then they uh, they had the you know he did he was the, off to Firestorm, well, yeah, because then he was doing the front story and Giffen was doing the backup story, and then that switched, um, and uh, and then Giffen took over the book, uh-huh. 
So, um, so this brings uh, Pat Broderick back as a guest penciler with uh, Mike DiCarlo as his inker. Why not just go through all the credits here? Um, okay. So Levitt's writer, Broderick, guest penciler, Mike DiCarlo, inker, John Costanza, letterer, Carl Gafford, colorist, and Karen Berger, editor. <clears throat> so as I said, the turn, turn, turn was a reference to A Time to Live as the, uh, as the uh, title of this story. Mm-hmm. Um, like you do. Like you do. And so we've got, we start off with uh, a, a splash page with Sensor uh, Girl breaking into the, uh, you know, sort of, it looks like breaking in anyway. I, I don't think she's really breaking no, in. No, she's not. It's just, you know, it, it's just the, the, the state of the, well, that, uh, the wall controller the cover there. It's beautiful. Oh, a, yeah, you're right. Let's talk about that. So it, it's the very saturated red and yellow um, of Star Finger in the background with four faces, the Legionnaires, and it's the conspirators, and they're wincing in pain. And we know why after we get into the book. Absolutely. Um, and, but and yeah, but this once, was a really effective cover, I think. And, and once again, it's Ken Stacy, you know, mixing uh, different styles. And uh, we see some of these, the sort of the smattering or the splattering that he did uh, with the ink on Starfinger's helmet like he did on the cover from a couple of issues ago, the one that that, that Michael owns. And uh, if you head over to our Facebook page and dig back through uh, to um, episode 397, I believe. Yeah, somewhere, 396, 397. Um, you'll see uh, the actual, uh, he posted a link to the, because he owns that cover, and mm-hmm. posted a link to it. And um, it's pretty neat. It's pretty neat to just see what it looked like before before the process was added, and uh, and so here we've got, you know, this this is clearly some computer gra- uh, gradients going on here, uh-huh. so you know he's clearly got a pen and ink drawing that he's done put through a process and then imposed these faces on top of it, and yeah, it's neat stuff. The faces actually remind me of a bit of uh, what we would later get with Jason Pearson on the book. Ah, cool. Um, on uh, during uh, five year later, it reminds me very much of, of Pearson's art style. Well, very sweet. Yeah, so sweet. Getting in there, like we said, mm-hmm. uh, a girl bursting into the multi lab, uh, telling Brainy that he can't hide in there forever. This insane conspiracy of his threatens to destroy the Legion's honor. And uh, and he's in there with, of course, his other conspirators. Um. And uh, he's who? And Monel's like who? Oh, Sensor Girl. Oh, her. Keep working, Monel. If she wants Brainy, let him argue with her. Uh, she says it isn't uh, an argument. Your experiment with that dwarf star nearly destroyed Metropolis. And and actually, Michael posted some stuff last week about the idea of bring. Uh, uh, you know how? Uh, yeah. The uh, bad and, science behind that idea. Yeah, yeah. we kind of need to hit on some of the. Uh, you know, we sometimes um, only take uh, bits of the. Uh, of the letter columns, but uh, but yeah, he apparently got uh, got quite a bit of grief about that. Um, you know, just the idea of bringing a dwarf star, <laughs> it probably would have wreaked a lot more destruction than than what it that, actually than did. what it did. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so they say, yeah, you nearly destroyed Metropolis. Is that not proof enough that your conspiracy is out of hand? And Brainy says, yeah, it was a failure, I admit, but no one was injured, nor did we lose control. As for this so-called conspiracy, I don't know what you're referring to. And she says, if I must show you, I... And, uh... Or... or sorry, I've skipped over. It just kind of flowed. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so she says, do not lie, Brainiac. Tell us where the guilt in your minds and look about you for the obviousness of your acts. And they're all kind of looking a bit indignant about this. Um, 
Are these your usual companions in Science Brainiac? Abandoned deceit. Hmm. Uh, he says, I'm, 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 he's, he's impressed that um, at least she admits, uh, or he says, I'm, I'm pleased to see your powers don't preclude an occasional admission of ignorance. But they, they basically say, hey, we haven't broken any rules. Um, uh-huh. not, no, tr- no legion rules or, or, viol- or uh, traditions are being violated. And she says, yeah, you've bent them. And, and points out that, you know, you, Saturn girl, have bent the rules, both in Sensor Girl's favor, as when she said, just trust me, bring her in. Yeah. Um, but also, we, you know, if we remember Zarian the Conqueror, when she rigged the uh, election. Uh-huh. She's done some stuff. Well, almost every Legionnaire has done some stuff to manipulate the rules and regs. Absolutely. Of the le- At least, I would say the craftier Legionnaires have done yes. this past. Yeah. Looking at you, Dream Girl. Looking at you. Yeah, yeah. You know. Um, <laughs> so this is not unusual. What What is funny here to me is the fact that there's the Sensor Girl Brainiac Five re- reversal here when Brainy was all up in Sensor Girl's girl when no, she didn't tell anyone who she was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now we have Sensor Girl coming after Brainiac Five or something. Yeah. So uh, about deceit. Yeah. About deceit. Yeah. yeah. The, that the irony is not lost on us here. I don't think. Indeed, indeed. So she says, "If I must show you, I." Um, and uh, Monel's lifting up this massive thing, and at some point in there, he took his shirt off. Um, <laughs> Baby, yeah. Um, but he says, "Projectra, don't be the." And then he, for emphasis, he lifts this huge, massive engine-like thing above his head, and says, "Don't be the first to use your powers in anger. You might not be the last." Uh-huh. Damn. I would just like to say to artists everywhere, please note that Monel's briefs are blue, not red. Indeed, yes, because, absolutely. I mean, it's got that jacket part that covers it most of the time. True, but typically, and colorists, yeah, that's it's blue under there. It's a reverse Superboy suit. Totally. So, anyway, um, the, you know, this coupled with the you know with the uh, Dawnstar snideness the other week so shows a Legion in trouble. Yeah, they're they're it, sniping at each other for sure. Exact more more than they ever have before. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, so uh, there's a, a bit of a throat clearing and a bit of a standoff there, mm-hmm. and apparently Monel has at some point put the thing, the big thing down, mm-hmm. and then there is screaming, there is falling. Aye! And, yeah, that's not good. Yeah, that can't be good. Nope. Um, not at all, sir. Not at all. Speaking of Dawnstar, mm-hmm. uh, we're on the hangar deck, and they're saying it's good to be home. Wonder if Monel's made it back yet. Oh, shady. Poor Shady. Shady kills the Bechdel test every time. Doesn't she? <laughs> Doesn't she? Um, and, um, and and so uh, Tinya says she'll check the mission monitor board when I signal the cruisers in. And Dawnstar says, when you do that, Fancy Girl, make sure you record my objections with Polar Boy. I do not approve of how you ignored our instructions to contact Chameleon Boy and let him proceed on his own. Yeah. And I gotta yeah, say, well. Broderick has drawn a hot dinosaur, a hot Dawnstar right there. Did you almost say dinosaur? I almost did. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, I, you know, I kind of get this argument between Donnie and Phantom Girl. I I understand it that the leader sent them out to find Cam. Yeah. But not necessarily to return him. It's true. Just go find him. So they. They did that. Phantom Girl found him and found out, oh, I should back off. Okay, so I backed off, and Polar Boy should read the Legion Constitution that the Espionage Squad can kind of go off book once in a while 
to do these types it of is, missions. It, yeah, it's part of their charter for sure. It's part of the charter. So okay. Um, the girls get interrupted by pain. Yeah, so this seems to be going around, and uh, and again we see it uh, in deep space. So it does not seem to be a, a localized effect. Um, White Witch, uh, we've got White Witch, Sun Boy, Wildfire, uh, Polar Boy, and Lightning Lass on uh, the cruiser, and they're all in pain as well. And uh, <laughs> um, White Witch is saying, pain burning through my flesh, and... Uh, <laughs> and Wild, wild friend. Hell, witch! I don't even have a b- body, and I'm burning too. Um, uh. And uh, so there's someone call for help, and uh, so some boy um, activates the autopilot. Says, "Well, I sure hope I don't get." I hear Giffen's coming back. I sure hope I don't get eaten. Um, or, or, or a face full of, you know, cruiser. Fru- <laughs> Wait, is Colossal Boy on? No, we're good. No, um, no, he's not. But some boy was driving the thing and it crashed. So well, okay, this is true. You know, and he's like, "Well, there. At least we won't crash." So I guess that other ship didn't have autopilot on it. I guess. I, um, I don't know. I don't know. Auto guidance is activated, and off they go. To, they're going to Weber's world. Mm-hmm. Um. And so he, so some boy's like, well, you know, what's with the pain? It's it's easing, but what happened? And uh, White Witch apparently has been affected the worst, but she seems to be breathing okay. And um, Wildfire is noticing that, hey, I haven't felt physical pain since I got turned into anti-energy. And uh, I told you this wild coon chase would lead us into trouble, Polar Boy. And he says, in in retrospect, I agree, Wildfire, but I had to honor the science police request. Very by the book, old... uh, Uh Uh-huh. Very by the book. Yeah. he says, especially you know, the 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 cuns may have had nothing to do with this, this attack, especially since it felt like it centered on my flight ring. Did any of you get the same sensation? And they're like, yeah, yeah, kind of. You know, hand heated up first, and um, and so then we get down to uh, Metropolis on Earth and uh, uh, Timberwolf. Are you sure I shouldn't call a doctor? Yeah, feeling a bit better. I don't know what hit me. Indigestion, maybe, and. Hmm. Um, and Starfigure is pissed off because, of yeah. course, this is his, this is his thing, uh, attacking them through the flight rings. He says, humiliating. The only Legionnaire caught by hollow camera during my attack writes it off to indigestion. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me get the armorer. I will have his head and his precious scientist, too. And uh, then he's like, nope, let me do it myself. Starlight, Starbright, fe- fetch me Dr. Hazig. And they say, instantly, Starfinger. No one may fail you, master. Damn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um... And the ladies go after... Uh, yeah, so they go. They, they say the armor must have been desperate to go outside his reach to find a way to attack the Legionnaires. So didn't he say Dr. Hazig had impeccable credentials on three criminal worlds? Uh-huh. And he said, was, not, was he not the master's man? Should he have not been trusted? Obvious now. And um, they get in, and uh, Hazig is in his new experimenter bu- bubble. And uh, they bring the whole bubble back to Starfinger. And he says, excellent, my ladies. Thank you. Says, what's the meaning of this disruption, Starfinger? Um, And and Starfinger's having none of it. He says, "You dare question me?" He says, "You you know, you failed to destroy the Legionnaires, and now you've alerted them to my my survival." And he said, "You swore your device would attune to their flight rings and kill them, and for that failure, you must die." And he says, "My 
theory can work. I can prove it and destroy the Legion for you. I just need a little more time for testing. I will kill them, please. One day more. And he says that, uh, and that only because it, I, it, I will take the time to plan a more suitable doom for you. Ooh. Doom um, upon you. Uh, he says, whatever testing you wish to do, proceed. Take this other failure I gave you. Test on him. Uh-oh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He says, but tomorrow the Legionnaires die or you shall. Oh, well, there you go. Ultimatum delivered. Yeah. So back on back at Legion HQ, um, they're saying, okay, we spent years together. Are we reduced to fighting each other? Both of you take a deep breath and step back. And they're like, simmer down, Monel and Sensor Girl. She says, can't you accept that we're doing what needs to be done? And she says, I know there is a debt that must be paid, Saturn Girl, but I also know a divided Legion cannot survive. I've heard that. A Legion yeah. divided against itself cannot stand. It's true. And, it's very uh, true. But she says, hey, I'm not the one who started this. Yep. And um, I mean, it's true. They could have said to the Legion, here's our plan. Yeah. And they never did. So. Exactly. And that's kind of key, right? Mm -hmm. So um, she says. Probably that, because they didn't want to do a polar boy saying no. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, it started in Shangala amid, amid the graves of the heroes and the monuments in the cold of the asteroids eternal night. We'd come to bury Superboy after the funeral. Um, Monel carried his coffin. Brainy and I had served as a sort of honor guard. There was a new monument, but nothing could do him justice. We cried again, we, and we linked hands and swore an oath of vengeance. The Time Trapper had taken the best of us. Immortal or not, Legion Code of Honor or not, he would perish. Uh -huh. And then there was a sound, another cruiser, and Duo Damsel joined us. And she says, I hate it on Shangala. Gives me the creeps to know one of my bodies is buried there. Yep. She said, but I had to come. I loved him. I loved him so, even though he never noticed. And then there were four of us. Uh-huh. And um, so she says, you didn't say the worst part for me, Saturn Girl. When any Cargian's three bodies are killed, all three die. Being on Shangala reminds me there's no reason why I'm alive, but I still had to go. And um, and then Brainy says, I wonder. It was most convenient when Polar Boy asked me f to, f to find a way for the Legion to break the Trapper's Iron Curtain of Time. Hmm. Okay, very well then. Agreed that the Time Trapper must be the whole Legion's concern, not simply that of a small group. And they agree. So they're going to act together. Yeah, except. Except. Um... Jackie thinks to herself, and you may believe I do not know the portion of the oath which you did not speak, Saturn Girl, but I do. The four of you swore to die if you must, and in so doing, protect other Legionnaires for risking their lives against the Trapper, but you will not die alone. Yeesh. Well, it's very similar to the oath that Saturn Girl took to revive Lightning Lad, isn't it? When she decided to swap out her lightning rod for something that was you're right like 100 th times more attracted to lightning than the other lightning rods so she would be the one to die versus all the other legionnaires so again echoing the past so. a lot of echoes yeah for sure um a pro totally appropriate heading to the 50th issue of the series yep um so we're back on mars and uh, refuge is being told to follow the bubble and do everything that dr hazig requires of him or scarfinger will give, have a nasty way for you to die Mm -hmm. um, so uh, the guy leaves and uh, and um, and uh, Cam says okay we're alone 
<laughs> and um, and so he's like, Shh, checks for listening devices and says, fascinating. No monitors on any frequency. Star, Starfinger is more careless than I thought. But that makes it easier for us. What Nanova are you doing here, Colossal Boy? And he says, isn't it obvious, Cam? I came to get you. Yes. <laughs> uh-huh. um, so I felt sure you were going underground trying to get inside his organization, and I couldn't let you take that risk alone. I used my injuries to my advantage in designing this bu- bubble disguise and beat you to Starfinger. And uh, how'd you like my twisting the Legion flight ring's alarm frequency into a painless but harmful or harmless signature to attract Starfinger's attention? This is very cute, except it caused Starfinger to send me to steal a flight ring, and I quote-unquote couldn't. Yeah. He says, yeah, and I had to pretend to have stolen my own, so I had one to work with. And he says, but now Starfinger has his both classes failures, and that's usually fatal. I can get out of here any time in another form, but you can't. So how do we keep you from getting killed without having to destroy the Legion? Ah, uh, yes. So back on Earth, uh, apparently the uh, pain they felt was experienced by Legionnaires off Earth, so they've tried to trace it. And he says, so Element Lad says, I've, I asked Brainy to try and trace it, but, well, you know how cooperative he's been recently. <laughs> um, so, yeah. they're, so they're like, hey, are we supposed to wait around to, to be attacked? Um, and uh, and Timberwolves say, yeah, yeah, Violet's right. We should. And they say, Polar Boy is heading back with his, heading back with his team. Ultra Boy, we'll leave it up to him. He's the leader, remember? Um it's interesting because it was Timberwolf, the, clearly Timberwolf, that was talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, maybe a colorist error. Could be. Yeah, because he's standing right next to Tinya, so I think that was uh, a little stomach on uh, on Carl Gafford's part. Yeah, maybe. Um, and uh, uh, anyway, so he says, "Yeah, you know, leave it up to him. He's the leader." And. Violet's like, hey, this is no time to play by the rules. And Shady says, it's divisive enough around here, Violet. Don't make it worse. We've uh-huh. stayed alive a long time playing by the Legion's rules. Don't take chances now. And <laughs> Quizlet says what we're all thinking. Yeah. Oh, boy. Quizlet thinks Legion not so cuddly lately. I also like to point out the uh, the perspective on some of the characters in the other panels is just wrong. Um if you look at Violet mm. and then Phantom Girl behind her, from that angle, it should be Shady kind of off to the side of her based yeah. on the group shot. And then when Shady's talking, you have Invisible Kid, and then you have Block on the other side of her. The, the Invisible clearly, Kid that's has not moved to the other side. Yeah, yeah, it's all over the place. So it's all over the place. The, yeah, it's the continuity is a little messed up. So, And I'd like to say, hey, Element Lad, where's your E? Yeah, right? Maybe so, this is his casual no-logo outfit. Maybe. I, I just get the impression that this was really rushed. Yeah. For some reason. Yeah. So. <coughs> um, all right. And elsewhere. Uh, so we see uh, Jackie flying around uh, outdoors. Actually, outdoors. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> or in an illusion. illusion, illusion, illusion who, who knows? It's elsewhere. You know, yeah, so. exactly. exactly. But yeah, she's outside. I'm just being a, an ass, as usual. <laughs> but it could be. Um, anyway, so Some she says, strange the reasons. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, she said, I'd forgotten that there were places on Earth still this green and wild. Strange the reasons that make men respect parts of their land. Yet we all must respect what is unknown and unknowable to us if we are to survive. So perhaps it is not so peculiar. Oh. Um, anyway, she says, he is here somewhere. I saw him. 
when I looked, and then he seemed to vanish like a spirit loosed from the grave. He has the answer, though. I feel it. And she says, I cannot recall what I might have heard or seen that makes me believe that, yet I am so sure it is true, even though I don't know why. Will you come back among the living, my friend? We need you. And there's someone sitting under the tree in shadow. Sigh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, back to Starfinger. <laughs> and, Starfinger! Um, well, there's only so many um, issues I can do that in, so... Exactly. Well, so we'll have to get the, get them all out during the annual. I know. Um, right? Right. Right. Um, right. Anyway, so they're... they're Security arrangements are very thorough in case the Legion realizes we're, we were behind the attack on them. Unless Monel is in the first wave, we believe they can hold them off long enough to uh, to depart. And he says, depart? Go into hiding again? Is that your plan, fool? I've had enough of running from Legionnaires. I will have them destroyed. And he zaps the guy. And he says, I'm served by fools and madmen. Can no one but me see the truth? I'd say that's accurate. Uh, yes. yes. No one but you. No one but you. Yeah. Just you. Yeah. Just you. Um, Just you. <laughs> Um, so he says, enough, let me be done with you. I cannot suffer any more fools, not now. At least madmen have vision, and perhaps from their delusions can come a reality that will serve me. Hazig, whether you are mad or sane, you are my last hope. Only you believe you can kill the Legionnaires, so it is to you I must turn. And uh, he goes to the guard, and he goes in there, and he says, Hazig, are you ready to prove your boasts? Uh. i say no. I'm going to say no. Um, and so we're back in the multi-lab, and Brainy is freaking out, saying, nothing works. No theory, no device, not even the heart of a star did it. I can't find anything powerful enough to accomplish the impossible and yet be contained with my equipment. This is intolerable. And he's got the force field on so he can inflict the most damage on the machinery. And um, Monel says, don't destroy what you've built. We'll find a way to make it work. We have to. And he says, you don't understand. How could you anyway? It simply can't be done, Monel. Truth. We have an oath, Brainy, and we'll fulfill it somehow. And uh, and Dual Damsel split so that she can uh, restrain Brainy. Um, he says, it can't be done, Dual Damsel. I was wrong. Please. There's no way to break the time barrier. It was all a, cr- a cruel joke. The Time Trapper led us into the past, but only a past he controlled. It never was my time bubble that, dilled it, di- that did it. And they said, Brainy, what if, you're, what if you're wrong? What if there is a method to get at the Time Trapper and you give up before we can find it? Mm-hmm. You know, this has got to be hard on Brainy because it is not just uh, a, hey, I can't get this stuff to work, but it is a, everything I've done was you know, the time not his was accomplishment. It yeah, was. Yeah, because remember, it was a he studied at the Time Institute. Yeah. Yeah. He studied at the Time Institute. Like that was that was his jam. You know, that's what that was one of the big things for him was the <laughs> fact that he figured it out. Right. And. Or not. And um, so they, so they, so uh, Duo Demsel says, We swore to put our lives on the line to get back at the trapper, Brainy. You're the only one who can make that possible. And I kind of like that the way we're seeing her go back into, into one body, uh, we see three bodies there. It's kind of a neat nod to the, uh, uh a little to, nod, to yeah. The past. Yeah. Um, Blip. Anyway, they say, think. Think of all the lives he stole from us, the love, the friends, and Brainy's, you know, rolling a tear, and he says, listen to me, all my old theories were wrong. They must have been, or the time trapper could not have used them to manipulate us so. I no longer understand how time works or how to bend it to my will, and every new theory theory I have developed requires enormous, almost infinite, 
Oh, there's a word. Uh-oh. In Amounts of energy mm-hmm, to compensate for the inertia that forms the time barrier. Great, Scott. That's in simple. It. In simple human terms, I do not think it can be done. So, um... Anyway, we got a couple of neat, neat little bits coming up here. Mm-hmm. Uh, any power source capable of cracking the time barrier is beyond our ability to control, he says. To get our revenge, we might reduce Earth to a cinder. Is it worth it? He says, you almost controlled the dwarf star I brought you, Brady. I can look for another, maybe a smaller one. Maybe maybe that one was too large. <laughs> maybe you need an atom-sized one that goes on a belt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he says, no, Monel. Sometimes true wisdom must acknowledge that there are limits to what may be known and what may be accomplished. Breaking the time barrier is beyond us. And then, as though on cue, beep. This we find out who Sensor Girl was talking to. Um, I don't think so, Brainy. There is a way. R- Ron Vidar, but you, you're dead. Oh, not, not so fast, kids. Not so fast. He, Remember, he got Universo fed up, had him killed, right? Yeah. Yep, exactly. Not so fast, not so fast. Um, Azig, I gave you another chance to uh, at, at life after your failure. Why are you wasting time? And he says, I've been testing my testing, Azig. I gave you this specimen on which you could, which to test how you would kill the legionnaires. He lives, so must they. How much patience must I have? And he says, hours, Starfinger. I need stop the lies, Hazig. I will look into your eyes and see the truth and see if you can kill the legionnaires for... Surely this is the greatest jest of all. What a fool I've been. I hired you to murder the, the Legionnaires for me. What fools we've both been, Colossal Boy. Krakum, arg. And uh and yeah, he's uh in a bit of a, a bit of a state. Um barely conscious, probably a little more broken. And uh Starfinger says, Concern? Odd coming from a condemned man, Refedge. Or perhaps rats travel in, pa- in packs? Legionnaire? Oh, don't bother answering, Refedge. It's only a matter of detail. Whether you are a Legionnaire or only stupid, you're still a dead man. And he sicks uh, Starlight and Starbright on him. And uh-huh. he changes into, into something else. And it says, I'm not that easy a target, ladies. Not that hard either, uh, Legionnaire, she says as she detonates uh, a little explosion. And he uh, whams himself into a wall. And they... And in his true form, or you know, his in his regular form, and uh, Starfinger says, "Chameleon boy, I believe." Mm-hmm. And he turns into a huge monster, and he goes, "Out of the way, my beauties. We'll see if the Legionnaire's disguise gives him the power to resist my starburst." Like so, Cthum, take a drink. Oh, finally, dear God. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and he says, "I thought not," and and. Uh, Colossal Boy says, Starfinger. Then he grows huge and he says, you have some defiance left in you, Colossal Boy? And he says, I'll don't be silly, Kazap. And uh, he says, I've waited to have you at my feet for years, Colossal Boy. And with two uh. Legionnaires as my captives, hey now, I hey. finally have the tools I need to destroy the entire Legion. Well, Next, there we go. And death and time unending. A double-length blockbuster as Keith Giffen returns to the Legion. And in this summer's annual, Secrets Within the Star and the final showdown with Starfinger. So we have so two, yeah, two big stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They, it's been it's been great sort of seeing this stuff parallel. And, and it was interesting because at first, you know, I remember reading this the first time and thinking that, 
Chameleon Boy was part of the conspiracy because he was off because doing of the all, thing. Yeah, all the stuff he was doing, yeah. And all, all the cloak and dagger stuff, and um, yeah. So there we go. Well, Great sweet. Stuff coming under a very cool Ken Stacy uh, cover. Indeed. Well, so. so next right. time, we have a special episode, don't we, Paul? We do, we do. And mm-hmm. um, we'll be doing this, and it's, yeah, episode 400. Yay! Four hundred weeks, four hundred weeks in a row. Holy crap! Four hundred and one weeks in a row. Mm. Um, we have we, we've been doing this, and so we're going to continue to do this. So, yep. yeah. And thank you. For um, so yes, to listen. So indeed, indeed, it is a shorter one this week. But it is. Uh, I've been fighting. I've been fighting the cold all weekend, and you sound uh, a little sniffly. So yeah, a little bit. But that's okay. Bit. They and got two hours last week, so hey. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yes, yes. I think in the balance of things, we're all good. Yeah, it works out. Good. It works out. Very good. Very good point. Very good point. <laughs> <laughs> all right, then. Um, with my guilt assuaged, uh, comments, <laughs> as always, are welcome at Legion of Substitute Podcasters at gmail.com. You can join in the conversation on our Facebook page, which can be found at facebook.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com. We are on the Twitter. We are LOSP Podcast. And in addition to all these things, you can head over to our website, Legion of Substitute Podcasters.com, where you can listen to, where you can leave a comment on this or any episode. And with that, we make our way back into the time bubble, and we will see you all next week. Star fingers are coming.